You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Ah, hello. Welcome back. Hour two of The Big Show. Russick and Rose. No George Russick. A couple of early days off for the kid. He'll be back in the new year. Peter Klein sitting in with me today. What up? We got GVP. We got Shannon in the other room running the board, running the show. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Worried about radon? We install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Coming up in the hour, our NFL big bets. That's the end of the segment. We got that one coming up for you pretty quickly here. Also, some thoughts on Nikita Zadorov's earlier comments this week, as he is now a member of the Vancouver Canucks. Why? Well, we'll get into it. But right now, we go south and we say happy holidays to Ross Tucker. He joins us down, uh, or he joins us for Tom's House of Pizza. You can enjoy football Sundays with food specials and happy hour all day long. Visit Tom's House of Pizza. Dot com pizza made to perfection. Happy holidays, sir. How are we doing? Happy holidays to you guys. I am doing fantastic. Love Tom's House of Pizza. It's my favorite pizza I've ever had in Okotoks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I love coming back with the Feliz Navidad yeah. as well. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I don't think it gets enough uh, love. By the way, I just heard an ad. Mm-hmm. For boxing, was it is it Boxing Day or Boxing Week? Uh, oh, we, uh, you know companies nowadays, Ross. You gotta extend the sales. You're giving, you're get, they're giving you Boxing Week because they're just so kind to you, the consumer. So I think we're selling Boxing Week. Got it, but I don't even know what that is. It's just so bo- is <laughs> Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. And why is it Boxing Day? What I don't even know what it is. I that's a great question. I've I've never looked into the the origin of Boxing Day, but I just We've, know we usually get like really good deals. Yeah, it's basically our Black Friday where you get a bunch of deals on stuff that you actually wanted. Uh, so you can go and get that. But I've seen like Boxing Week sales start now. It's it's kind of gotten a little out of control. Oh, here. quick Google here. This is a great little... Um, here, you're going to love this. This custom is linked to an older British tradition where the servants of the wealthy were allowed the next day to visit their families since they would have had to serve their masters on Christmas. The employers would give, give each servant a box to take home containing gifts, bonuses, and sometimes leftover food. So yeah, real good reason for Boxing Day. <laughs> Um, why don't they talk about it in the United States? Why is it just like a thing for Canada? Uh, because I would assume because it's like a British thing originally and we're part of the monarchy or we were, or it gets a little confusing when you get into the, the fine details of it. But my assumption would be we're kind of related to the Brits to an extent. Got it. That's, mm. that's where it comes from. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a stat holiday. Um, Everybody gets it off. Everything you described, everything you described about Boxing Day, is what Black Friday is in the states. In terms of like, like you'll see now, like Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving, which is the last Thursday of November, mm-hmm. and you'll see now, like in late October, get your <laughs> Black Friday deal yeah. now. Well, we we have definitely jumped on Black Friday up here in Canada. That yes. is when I do all my Christmas shopping, Ross. I get all, I, I sit down 
in my boxers and I hop on the computer and I just do everything on Black Friday. I get all the de- deals. I know it's all going to get here before Christmas. And, and that's, that's what I do. That, that's been my play the last couple of years. Oh, but you're doing it online. I thought that was supposed to be Cyber Monday. I thought Black Friday was like in person. Yeah, but nobody shops in person anymore. Like that's I, exactly correct. I would have to leave my house. That's like that's like part of that's like part of the problem, I guess. Yeah. For some of them, because yeah. um, I because like the whole idea of what Black Friday used to be, which is like forty percent off, like a TV or fifty percent off TV, but they would sell out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the video, but oh, there's yeah. like lots of videos of people like at Walmart getting in like knockdown, drag out fights because they want the last Beanie Baby or the last Taylor Swift CD or whatever it is, right? Um, so I, I've never actually done Black Friday because if I did, I I think there's like a pretty decent chance it would end in like a confrontation Mm. i don't really like being around that many people Mm. and i really i don't like lines and i i certainly would not like someone getting up in my in my grill so yeah that would not i i i i didn't go i never i've never done black friday really to try to protect other people i I do love um american thanksgiving as someone who enjoys it via social media because you get two things uh well a like you mentioned we used to get the fights on black friday but now everybody shops inside so it's only like four people lined up at a store and it's really anticlimactic but the other thing that we get is people lighting their houses on fire or their driveways on fire while they try and deep fry turkeys so i those are the two things i really enjoy about american thanksgiving and enjoying it vicariously on social media yeah, I think Fourth of July when people blow up body parts yeah, and fireworks. That's another one. Yep. And, um, and and Thanksgiving when people that don't know how to deep fry a turkey try. Mm. I think those are for a lot of people highlights of the year for sure. What is your weekend look like? Like what what games are you doing? I know there's games, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then three on Monday on Christmas as well. What's what's the weekend look like for us? Yeah. I want to break that down. I guess my first question is, is your, is your, is there anything different about Canadian Christmas than, than American Christmas? Like, is there any custom that's different? Uh, anything different? Uh, not really. A lot of outdoor skating. Like every Christmas, me and my brother will go skate outdoors for like a couple of hours. We're not going to be able to do it this year because the weather's been way too nice and we haven't got any snow. So nothing's frozen. But I don't know if it's necessarily a tradition per se. I think outdoor rinks are busy on Christmas, but it, it, I, I I don't think it's anything too crazy different from American no. Thanksgiving. No, or American Christmas. Okay, so my me. question on that is, yeah, since you guys love hockey so much mm-hmm. and you love outdoor skating, are you able to appreciate when the weather's nicer, or are you like this stinks? I want to skate outdoor with my brother on Christmas. Um, no, I'm going to take the weather every day of the week. It's uh, because like the skating would be nice on Christmas if I could go, but I would much rather not have to wear 10 layers when I walk to work at five in the morning. Like I would, I would sacrifice my skate on Christmas for a week of, 
you know, being able to just wear a, a light jacket to work, that, that's nice. I like the idea of that, so I've come to terms with it. Got it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, to answer your question, and that's why I was asking, um, tomorrow night we'll get together with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and we'll all get in one car with my nephews and my daughters and we'll drive around to see, like, the coolest Christmas lights that people have up. Mm-hmm. You know, because Christmas lights are a big deal. Yep. And people, some people go, like, all out. I mean, like, all out. And so we will get a chance to go to their houses and check it out, and that's usually fun. And then Saturday I'll go down to my sister's. She lives in D.C., um, which I don't often get to do because usually I'm traveling on a Saturday. Sunday I'll be with my mother-in-law and father-in-law because uh, my game this year is Monday. I'm doing Giants at Eagles for Westwood One on the radio on Christmas Day. So it works out perfectly because I live about an hour and 45 minutes from Philly, Mm. and the game is at 4.30. So I'll be able to do – I'll be able to, you know, see what Santa brought with my family in the morning. (laughs) You know, take our time, wake up, see what Santa brought, do all that stuff with my daughters, and then at some point head down to Philadelphia and call a game and – so it works out really, really well this year, really well. You get the best of both worlds, and boy, could Philly use a win under the Christmas tree right now. Uh, what are you seeing from the Eagles lately as they have hit a bit of a speed wobble here? Speed wobble? They were, I've never heard that before. What's that? Uh, when you're going so fast, like when you're on a bike, and you're going so fast that you lose control and it starts to wobble, and then you, and then you crash. And obviously they were going very fast. They were what? They had eight and one and then three straight losses. That's the wobble. Now you just got to try and make sure that you can readjust, get the bike back normal and not hit the ditch. That is, I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Mm. Speed wobble. Um, I mean, I like it. I just never had uh, heard of it before. Um, You know, I still think they're very talented. I think they're kind of just... Uh... Sorry, I just had to do that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. What was that for? Uh, that's the more you know sound effect. That's a Canadian thing up here. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, I didn't know if that was... Oh, because of me knowing what a speed wobble is. Yeah, so. you learned something new um, today. Is that, yeah. like a really common, is that like a really common term? Speed wobble? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty common, I think. Interesting. Yeah, I, I never heard of it before. Um, I think they're like a. I think they're like a really good hitter in baseball that's in a slump right now, and I think Jalen Hurts is probably the biggest reason why. He's just not seeing things great. He's just not playing as as well as he had been, you know. But what I keep saying is, you know, they're still probably going to win the NFCs and be the number two seed. Right. So then that puts them in a situation where they're still going to be, you know, home for two playoff games. And really what it means is if they play the Niners again, there's five games between now and then. So five games ago, the Eagles, everybody thought was the best team in the NFL. 
So they just need to figure that out and get kind of back on track for five games from now. The game tonight, it's uh, New Orleans taking on the L.A. Rams. Um, Los Angeles, I, I think a lot of people have kind of written them off, but the, the, the offense has found a bit of a resurgence. Well, what have you seen that's been working out in Los Angeles this year? You know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because it's, it's uh, something we talked about today on the Ross Tucker football podcast with Greg Cosell. Sean McVay is just super impressive. I mean, he really is. I know they had a down year last year, but like right now, how do it's amazing to me that I bet you most people can't even name five Rams. And if they can, they can't name a six. I can almost guarantee you to see the production that he's getting from fifth round pick Puka Nakua, fifth round pick Kyron Williams, just really, really impressive. On the other side, uh, the, the New Orleans Saints, it's kind of been the opposite where the defense is really, really good and the offense feels a little bit stuck in the mud. Uh, even though there does seem to be quite a bit of talent on that side of the football, I guess, what have you seen from the, the opposite side of the Thursday nighter with New Orleans? Well, I thought they played really well defensively against the Giants. They were awesome against the Giants. And, uh, and they're going to need to be tonight again. I love when we have a Thursday night matchup that actually has legit playoff implications for both. I thought Derek Carr might have had his best game of the year for the Saints. So uh, hopefully we get an awesome game tonight. I mean, I, I lean Rams to win the game, but on my even money betting podcast, I took the Saints getting the four points. I really do think it's like a field goal game either way. What's this time of year like for a player? Like uh, on the radio side of it, we have absolutely mailed it in. Um, but like the, there's family around. Um, the, there's a, like just a whole lot of things going on. It'd be tough to make football maybe a bit uh, as much of a priority uh, as it would be normally. Uh, well, what's this time of year like for a, a player? Well, it's funny because you kind of um, you kind of give up your 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 holidays when you when you're in the NFL you know I mean like you have practice on Thanksgiving you practice on Christmas I remember um one year my second year guys it was Christmas Eve and I was on the phone with my wife we were she was my girlfriend at the time and I was going through the drive-thru at McDonald's for dinner and (laughs) my my wife my wife said to my mother-in-law He's at McDonald. He's going through the drive-through at McDonald's, and my mother-in-law, you would have thought that my wife told her that like I got my leg cut off <laughs> in an accident. <laughs> like my mother-in-law was like, "Oh my God, no, he's not, no." <laughs> like to her, that just sounded like the worst thing of all time. It was fine. I don't know. I don't remember what I ate, but it was fine. And actually, the next day. Um, a teammate of mine, Brandon Noble, who I'm still friends with to this day, he invited me over to his house with his wife and, and little baby, and I had Christmas dinner with them, which was really, really nice and awesome, and I'm so thankful that they offered that to me. And I'll, I'll never forget that. Funny, the things that you, that you remember, you know? Uh, Ross, we only got a couple of seconds here, but just a quick thought on Aaron Rodgers not going to be able to play this year. It's too bad, eh? I never thought he was going to play. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've talked about that on social media recently at Ross Tucker NFL. Like, I never, I never thought he was going to play this year. I never thought it made any sense for him to play this year after he tore his Achilles. I'm not sure why this is something that they kept going all season, but they did, and it is what it is now, I guess. Um, it, I, I'm not really a big fan of him now taking a roster spot yeah. for a guy that, I mean, he's not going to play this year. So now he's taking a roster spot of a guy that might play in the game. It, it just, and even if that guy's going to get elevated from practice squad, well, then he's taking a practice squad spot. Not a big fan. Uh, and real quickly, tell us about myfrontpagestory.com as we are on the brink of the holiday season here. You know what? I actually think this might be better than ordering it further ahead of time. Mm. What you do now is you go to myfrontpagestory.com. You order the personalized story for your loved one. You print out the, the confirmation. You hand them the envelope on Christmas. They open it up, and you tell them, I'm having a story written about just how amazing you are. Think about, guys, the anticipation as they wait to get that story. Like, are you kidding me? That is going to be killing them to get that story as, you know, it'll take a couple days before they'd actually get it. That might, in my mind, even be better than actually giving them the story on Christmas Day. It it might be better this way. Myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. Ross, as always, thank you so much. Enjoy the holidays, my friend. You guys as well. Thank you so much. Great talking with you. Cheers. We'll talk soon. There you go. That's Ross Tucker uh, from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Westwood One, myfrontpagestory.com, you name it. He does a little bit of everything. Yeah, really good. We talked about speed wobble this year. Yeah. <laughs> I I use that a lot, yeah, actually. Is that a Canadian thing? I don't think so. Like, that doesn't feel like Canadian. Americans, I think, ride bikes. speed wobble more than we would, I would assume. They seem like a more reckless group. That's <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right? Just overall, yeah. they, they seem more reckless So maybe down they're there. just it's used just... to it. It's like, yeah, speed wobble is just how <laughs> we live, man. <laughs> speed wobble, that's just life. Yeah. That's life, baby. Yeah. You speed wobble, then you die. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. He's like, that's just that's just a Tuesday. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so good. Um, our NFL insiders are brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Enjoy football Sundays with food specials and happy hour all day long. Visit Tom'sHouseOfPizza.com. Pizza made to perfection. I would just like to say, yeah? um, broadcasting professional 101 here. The, I have some fights playing on the TV behind you, and a ref got absolutely annihilated breaking up the bout in between rounds and it was so hard for me to not laugh in the middle of this interview with Ross so what are you to, watching able to, to help uh, the kickboxing is on at 7 20 in the morning on a Thursday where are they fighting uh I think this is super pre-taped okay um, so yeah I, I think this is just filling some time but I I do believe this is in Poland but yeah referee came in oh sound of the bell as the dude was throwing and just took it right on the chin and straight to the mat. Well, like uh, PK mentioned during the interview, some of us have checked out. Some of us are just <laughs> watching other programs while we do the program on the radio. But that's fine. Task. Yeah, no, it's all good. You got your NFL big bets ready? Locked in, you, ready to go. You know the six games we're picking. You've, I do. You've decided where you want to go already. You're yep. prepared. Ready to go. Well, okay. I, I'm ready to go. I don't know if I'm prepared, but I'm um, ready to go. 
fellas in the other room, George Russick and Patty Dumas aren't here, but do we have access to their bets? Yeah, we got George's and taxis. Dumas sent me one-word answer, so I'll just let you know what, what <laughs> he's on. So. Of course he did. He's the one who tells George that he has to give context, and he just gave you one-word answers? Yes. <laughs> the man of mystery never disappoints. <laughs> All right, play the splitter. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. <laughs> Yeah. Do you what else? Okay, so here are the standings. Matty Rose out in front, 55, 32, and 3. We're having ourselves a hell of a year, friends. Hope you've been riding along. Patrick is 45, 40, and 3. An admirable season. Anything over 500, you are happy. Yeah. George is 41, 47, and 2. PK joined us back in week 12. You were 3 and 3. Nailed it. As we were getting set to do this segment, I whispered to GVP, I said, can you pull up how we did last week? Because I wasn't here when we went over, and I actually don't know what my bets were last week and how I did, but all of a sudden I'm at 55 wins. And he whispers to me, Patty Dumas lost the sheet. <laughs> oh, no. He sent me an email last night while I was sleeping because I was going to update the rundown when I woke up this morning. He said, hey, dude, I was cleaning out the Google Drive. Accidentally lost the big bet sheet. Going to remake it. This afternoon. Sorry, pal. I said, all right. All right. There, there, there's that. So the international man of mystery strikes again. <laughs> so mysterious, doesn't even yeah. know the stats. <laughs> Wait, and there is more, okay? Wait until we get our, to our picks, because Patty Dumas is also very sure when he, George is away, he tells George, you have to give us a little bit of context to your picks. We're going to get to Patty's picks in a little bit as well, okay? Here's the first game. It's the New Orleans Saints against the Los Angeles Rams. PK, what are you doing here? The spread is the Rams uh, favored by four. The total is 46 and a half. Yeah, I like, the, uh, I like this Rams offense, but New Orleans' defense is really good and their offense is terrible. That leads to an under of 46 and a half. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm kind of peeking at this under as well, but I really like how the Rams have been playing lately, so I am going to ride with Matt Stafford and L.A. and take a minus the four. Not a great line, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, the only favorite I think I'm going to take here today. But I'm going to take oh. the Rams minus four. Let's hear George's pick. Let's see what he's going to do here. The Rams have won four of their past five games and are probably playing their best football in two years. Take the Rams minus points. Don't always love when George and I see eye to eye because I don't know if you remember earlier, but yeah. Uh, records are a little different. Records are slightly different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see what. Uh, let's hear Dumas' analysis. Under. <laughs> that's it, eh? That's it. That's it yeah. One word answer. Under. Under. You didn't. You didn't even bother putting it in texty. You were like, we're just gonna. We're just gonna read his. Yep. Yep. All right. Patty's going under forty-six and a half. You're just gonna have to trust him. The next game we have is the Bills and the Chargers. PK, what are you doing? One thing you can lock oh, in this year. Okay. Sorry, I'm doing this poorly. First off, NFL Big Breads is brought to you by Sports Select. Never miss a betting opportunity with Sports Select. More sports, more leagues, more thrills. SportsSelect.com. Must be 18+. plus. Please play responsibly. The line for the Chargers and the Bills, Buffalo favored by 12, total 43.5. The one thing you can bet on this year is that the team that played really, really well and is the talk of the NFL last week is going to stumble the next week. I'm going to take Chargers plus 12 against Buffalo. This is a huge line, and I also love the fired our head coach bump. Oh, yeah. 
Another one here. Yeah. I think they're going to be able to keep it close. I don't know if they win this game, but yeah. they don't have to win this game. 12 points. I'm going to take them because they're at home, too. Yeah, nice little 6-7 point win. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's make this one nice and easy. I'm going to take the Chargers plus 12. What's Russick doing? The Bills should snap East and Stick and the Chargers. Get it? Snap East and Stick. No, okay. Taking the Bills as the big faves. Yeah, the East and Stick thing is a, a wrinkle for sure, but yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna hope here. Yeah, I'm yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll be okay. Can't be as bad as it was last week. You probably looked at the film and said, I got to be way better. Yeah. Well, I mean... That vaunted Raiders defense will do that to anyone. So now that you're playing an easier matchup in the Bills, it should be fine. Maybe I didn't think this one through. Yeah, hmm. don't love <laughs> this one anymore. All right, what's Dumont doing? Bills. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, the next game we have here is the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Browns on the road are favored by two and a half. Joe Flacco will do that. Yeah. Total set at 40 and a half, PK. Going with elite quarterback Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think that defense does awful things to Houston, and I think Cleveland scores enough to win this game by three. 40 and a half is a low total. Uh, I think that both teams can score 20 here because they've kind of been really close recently. Uh, I'm going to take the over on 40 and a half. What's Russick doing here? The Browns' D is not nearly as good on the road as it is at home, and Joe Flacco has been slinging it. Take the over in this one. Once again, I, I hate that. All right, what's Duma doing? Under. Under. Okay. <laughs> Under 40 and a half for Patty Duma. Next game, we're heading down to Florida. Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. This one, basically a pick em. Tampa's favored by a point. The total is set at 42 and a half. My preseason pick for the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Gonna keep right, yeah, that's right. Really? That was a value play. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks wheels are falling off for the Jags. Give me my Tampa Bay Bucks minus one. I'm gonna go to the over here, 42 and a half. I think oh, that's yeah. a, a, an achievable number. Baker Mayfield's been really good lately. Trevor Lawrence is hobbled, but seems to be clipping along. I'm gonna take the over on 42 and a half. Overs haven't been overly kind to me this year, but I already got a couple of them on the card. We'll see how it goes on the holiday weekend. What's Russick doing? I think it's time to bake again with Baker. Can't trust the Jags anywhere right now. Let's ride with the Bucks at home. Bucks Nation, let's ride. <laughs> Favored by one. All right, what's Dumas doing? Tampa Bay. Hey, that was two words. That was two words. That was wordy. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't just type Buccaneers or Tampa. T-Bay. He, he went T-B minus one. Oh, so he just went two letters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love it. All right. Cowboys and Dolphins. Uh, the Finns favored by one and a half points. The total is set at 51 and a half. Dallas is under 500 on the road this year. Home field advantage is a real thing in Miami. I'll take the Dolphins minus a point and a half. 51 and a half is a ton of points. I think both defenses can slow down these vaunted offenses. I'm going to take the under on 51 and a half. What is Russick doing? I'm feeling a ton of points in this Cowboys and Dolphins game. Take the over. Ooh. A head-to-head. -head. Yeah. Finally. At long last. All right. Patty? Over. <laughs> okay. Over 51 and a half for Patty Duma. Should we guess why he thinks that? Like, do we do we want to try and add analysis for him? You can try. He's a man of mystery, though. Yeah. I don't want to speak for him. Over. Could be like, well, I saw the third string tight end for the Dolphins play a 
Wyoming Tech, so I, that, I think that would be quite Patty Dumont. I, I think this team's going to really load it up. He would also have a couple of random numbers from like recent weeks. Like mm-hmm. he'd be able to pull a couple of score totals for you. I'm sure. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but yeah. Ravens and 49ers. We're actually doing a Monday game on our six pack because we're not going to be here on Monday because it's a holiday, right? So we decided to throw a Monday game into our six pack of picks for week number 16, and we got the best game of the week, arguably the San Francisco 49ers, the Baltimore. Ravens from San Fran. It's at 6.15 on Christmas Day. The Niners are favored by five. The total is set at 46.5. I think the Ravens are the most complete team in the AFC, but they aren't close to San Fran right now. Uh, Give me the Niners, minus five. I'm going the opposite way. Really? I think we're going to get a little bit of a uh, make the Niners look mortal. Mm. Half mortal, perhaps, like Hercules, son of a god. Right. You know, mother's immortal. There's a little bit of a mixed thing there. Zeus is kind of freaky like that. I think we see something like that for the 49ers. Okay. I'm going to go Ravens plus the five. Rusik? Baltimore looks good, and this kind of feels oh, like this crap. game will go a long way in determining the MVP, taking Lamar and the Ravens plus the points. MVP should be Christian McCaffrey. Just putting that out there. What if... He fumbles twice in the red zone, and Lamar Jackson throws for three touchdowns and runs in another on Christmas Day. Then what? Then it's still CMC. Oh, okay. What about Patty? Over. <laughs> Over 46 and a half. I don't hate that one. No, that's a fine pick. Yeah. I Hope wonder why. Can, can roll. I'm sure he's got a great reason. We'll have to ask him in the new year. I, I, I think I'm with him next week, so we, oh. can, uh, we can, I'll, I'll can get into it. try to get blood out of that stone then. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's our NFL Big Bets. It's brought to you by Sports Select. Never miss a betting opportunity with Sports Select. More sports, more leagues, and more thrills at sportsselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Find our one of the big show wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. It's up there for you, right? Put our one up already, boys. Uh, momentarily. Okay, it'll be up in moments if you missed it already. Um, it's usually up by now, but it's fine. Um, around the corner, Nikita Zadorov made some comments earlier this week. He joined the Drop in the Mitts podcast with John Scott. I got some clips I want to play for you from that. Uh, a couple of thoughts on uh, the deal and why it maybe didn't work out here in Calgary. Um, off to a fine start in Vancouver. We'll see yep. if he does sign an extension, but that that's going to be a fun one for sure. Um, and yeah. We got lots of stuff still to do. Halfway through the show on a Thursday. Sports at 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. The big show. Russick and Rose. George Russick away. He's on his holiday break. He'll be back in the new year. He'll have so many takes that he'll be, have been sitting on. Like three verse two on a penalty in overtime. Oh. Yeah. Last time he left, away for 10 days. That's what he came back with. <laughs> Bringing the fastball. Like yeah, it. it was good. Yeah. It was quality stuff. I was really into it. It was maybe the most angry I've been with him on the show. Oh, really? It was good. You're not a three-on-two fan? I just thought, yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? I'm just changing the rules? Yeah. We'll see what he has when he comes yeah. back in the new year. He'll be refreshed. He'll be eager. Fired up, ready to go. Yeah, he'll be ready to go. Uh, the Calgary Flames and the Anaheim Ducks tonight. How about that? They're ready to go. Yeah, the Calgary Flames are. They were down in uh, 
And I'm, if you want to know what the lines are going to be like, uh, go check out the morning report. JVP ran through them all. He did a really good job of going through yep. everybody and applying nicknames to each and every one. Except for Hannafin. Except for Hannafin. He didn't get one. No. Finzy. Yeah, we, we came with Finzy. That's what we're going to go with? Yeah. Okay. Fin or butt. Uh, first of three between the two clubs. Two of them are going to be in Anaheim. So this is obviously this is for, this is the first of those. Uh, out of the gates, the Ducks were gangbusters. Since then, they have slumped heavily. They have won their most recent two games. Um, they're coming back from a four-game road trip where they played kind of the, the New York teams, Rangers, Devils, Islanders, someone else out there too. Um, prior to the two wins... They had lost 13 of 14 games, all of those in regulation. Oof. The one win was a shootout victory over the Colorado Avalanche. They've been without some of their young stud players. Jamie Drysdale, the defenseman, injured again. He's been out since game two of the season. Trevor Zegers has been hurt for 19 games. Mason McTavish has been out for a few weeks. He's missed seven games now. What are you expecting from this Anaheim Ducks team here tonight? Yeah, it, the, the injuries are such a difficult thing for them because those are basically all of the players, with the exception, like you would put Carlson in there as well. Leo Carlson, as, Pavel Minchikov would yeah, be the other one. The, as the guys who are like, they're kind of building around to see what they can get. And so to, to not have 60% of that is a little bit rough. So I'm not anticipating a whole lot from the Ducks, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I don't look at this as a roster that is one that should give the Flames a whole lot of an issue. Now, I'm sure the hockey places in Anaheim are saying, ah, it's the Flames, oh, you know, they're middle of the pack, whatever. So, but th this is a team that the Flames should be able to handle, I think, pretty well. So th this should be one of those ones where we talked about it before. Like, go out and just put a team away. You know, it's been, it's been good to learn how to win those close games and, and battle with some of those good teams. This is not one of those good teams. Go out tonight and prove that you're better than them. That, that is what I would like to see from this Flames side against a, a Ducks team. Like, Troy Terry's fine. Alex Kalorn is probably getting paid more than I would be comfortable paying Alex Kalorn mm -hmm. at this point. Um, like they, they just they have a bunch of dudes who are okay, but not that I'm overly concerned with. Like, and there's guys that I wonder what the what the level of motivation is like right now yeah. for guys that you know you kind of were sold on the idea like, hey, we're 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 going to try and win as many games as we can here, but let's be realistic about what the roster you're going to be working with is, and then all of a sudden these young players that you're supposed to be kind of helping to play in the NHL and get better are no longer around and you still have no aspirations of being in a playoff spot realistically, yeah. especially after this last run where you lose 13 of 14. God, that I, I, I guess 13 of 16 if you include the last two games, which still is not very good. Henrik, UFA at the end of the season. Silverberg, UFA at the end of the season. You mentioned Alex Kalorn, who's 34 and is getting paid six and a quarter. I wonder about guys like Orion Strom, who's 30. Um, Troy Terry is always someone to kind of keep an eye on after he signed that big deal in the offseason here. So I, I just wonder about some of the the veterans, guys like yeah. that. Rad Kogutis, Cam Fowler, 33 and 32, three years left on those deals. What are they thinking about right now? Yeah. Because what's the goal when you are missing a lot of the young players? Right. Like the, the, you were supposed to be in this mentor role and now – you're just out there it's playing, just a bunch of veterans. playing hockey like a plug. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. Like, it, it's it's supposed to be a, a young rebuilding team, and it's uh, 34, 33, 33, 30, 29, 29, 29. On the blue blue line, like you said, 32, 33. Um, you have Alex Stalock, who's 36 um, on an emergency loan because uh, John Gibson is away from the team yep. right now. Like, it's just, it's a lot of old. 
out in Anaheim. And no, you, you do wonder about the, the motivation with this team because like you're already in a spot where the season kind of feels over. Like it feels done. Already. It wasn't, it wasn't when they were coming out of the gates and they scored yeah. like 35 goals in the month of October Ending and everyone's win streaks. Yeah. They were winning all over the place, going on their own. And, and then they just hit an absolute wall. Like I didn't yeah. expect them to drop off like that. No, I, I thought that this would be a team that would take a bit of a step this year, but I have also thought that for the last like three mm. out in Anaheim and it keeps just not happening. And I get like, it, it might be a bit too early to say, Oh, well, this is just, this is what they're going to be because like Zegras is still just 22 years old, even though it feels like he's been around for a long time. But yeah, I, I just, uh, again, it kind of goes back to the, the bigger question about like the, the rebuilds and stuff like that that we've been talking about. Like the Ducks, the, the one proud franchise that gave the Flames all sorts of troubles, always. It's now been five years out of the playoffs. It's been six years since they've won a playoff series. And quite frankly, I don't know if they have that much to show for it mm. right now. Like, uh, Drysdale's fine if he can stay healthy. Um, I don't know if Zegras... Big if. Right? And Zegras, I get he's only 22. I just haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that he's going to be more than... Yeah, he's all right. And I, I think they've yeah, committed he's... a bit too much to, to Terry long-term. Carlson might be the dude. But, like, I just... It feels like we're, we're still a ways into this, and it's not really where you would want it to be at this point for Anaheim. Trevor Zinkers had a goal and an assist in 12 games before he got hurt. Not great. Rough start for the 22-year-old. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Flames here as well. Not necessarily sure. the Flames, but kind of the, the Canucks and Nikita Zadorov. Because earlier in the week, uh, he did make an appearance on a podcast. The podcast with John Scott. The Dropping the Gloves podcast. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple. You can find it on YouTube as well. Um, but he got asked a few things. Um, he got asked about being an outspoken leader. And, you know, the one time that his postgame comments really started circulating. Well, I mean, they, they're still leaders. Like, those guys are yeah. leading. I mean, you, you, like, you, people don't see what's going on behind the doors, right? So, mm -hmm. obviously, there's a couple uh, postgame interviews when I was heated and I took it. And then I apologized to the fans because I care. I mean... Like, I always care, like, whatever I do on the ice, I care for the team, I care for my teammates, and I want to win. And I love Calgary. That's yeah. why I was even more heated, because I wanted to stay there. I wanted to resign their long term and, uh, like, the, build a culture there and then try to win something. And I knew, like, we had a great player in the room, but we weren't playing like a great player. So it was kind of at that time, it was just uh, the, like, somebody had to say it pretty much. Thoughts? I do like what he said at the top about, like, we don't really know who the leaders are. Like, oh, well, is that guy captain material? Like, I don't know, man. I get I, I, I was able to go into the locker room at some points. And even then, I don't think I'm getting the full experience there. Mm. It's just them talking to us. So it is difficult to, to grasp, like, what leadership is in that room and, and who is actually doing it. But, yeah, like, he was obviously frustrated with how things were going. And I think that kind of mirrored a lot of people's feelings about what was happening at the time. Um, and that's why people kind of hopped on what he was saying. And I think the, you know, the one part that I think rings true and a lot of people would agree with is the fact he said he loved Calgary. He loved playing here. And yeah. I, I think that was pretty apparent through all of it. Um, he was also asked about Daryl Sutter and just the, the changing of the guard and how, you know, obviously the coach and, and star players were not seeing eye to eye. Nikita Zadorov was someone who, even after the coach was let go, talked about how he, you know he was someone who liked 
playing under Daryl Sutter. Yep. And the Flames had guys like that. It wasn't everybody, but they had them. And he was asked about kind of how, how things went down with the coach and, and his exit with the group. Listen, I personally like Daryl because he made me a better player. Um, but like I said, in the summer, he wasn't perfect fit for that team. So I was like, I wasn't pissed to fire him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I loved, like, I wish I had Daryl when I was 18. I saw Risto's comment about Torts, same thing, right? A few mm -hmm. days ago when you said he wishes he had Torts when he was 18. I said, same thing. I wish I had Daryl as an 18 year old, because like, you can learn so much and he can help the D-man or any player. I think if you can handle it, if you, yeah, he's hard. Yes. He's, uh, he's going to be asking you every day. And then, uh, but he will get all the details he will make you professional he'll tell you what to do the way how, what, like there's just so many specific things for yeah. defensemen how he helped me and then it increased my helped my game so much past three years so i'm gonna be thankful for for him like until the rest of my life for sure oh that is very fair mm -hmm. i i think you know we did hear the comments from rasmus ristolainen who talked about john tortorella, tortorella this week and said yeah i would love to have him when i was 18. Yeah. imagine where my game would be because he is someone who a lot of people who watch a lot of hockey out east say he's kind of a different player mm -hmm. he's playing a lot smarter and he's playing a lot stronger and he's being very attentive to the defensive zone and what i thought very humorous of that clip is you think daryl sutter was going to play you at 18. <laughs> yeah yeah, like, you wanted him the, at uh, like, uh, like 26, the, 27. The idea here. there that, yes, I, I wish I would have had him at 18. And I, I think that there's a lot to that. Like, could you imagine what he could do with a lot of the young, raw players if he had the patience to deal with them? Yeah. And if he wasn't so dead set on winning, if he didn't have that competitive juice in him that did not allow him to go through losing with a way that was, you know, any way that he could, you could handle it whatsoever. Yeah. But well, I, that it, was. It's just like. I wish I had him at 18. We saw what happens when you're 18 with the Flames or under Daryl Sutter. You don't play. No. <laughs> you, no. You go to the minors. Yeah, I wish I had him at 18 so I could have experienced what the American Hockey League was like yeah. uh, and, and really get a, a good grasp of what's happening down there. And that was one of the frustrating things with Daryl is like, you know, if you could just bring in like a Pelche, like he seems like the type of guy that would mesh pretty well with what Daryl would be wanting to do. And that was one of many frustrations people had. I thought the interesting uh, line in there was if you can handle him. I think that was a, an interesting, like, hmm. Because I think we all know that. Yeah. Yep. But it's nice to hear it said out loud by someone who was yeah. in there, kind of recognizing that it wasn't handled all that well on either side. And also, you know, not the first time he's mentioned something along those lines. Like, one right. of the post-game conferences he was talking about is the one where he kind of blew up and said, hey, you guys got rid of the coach, and, and now, you know, it's time to play. It's time to kind of put our cards on the table here and, yeah. and show that it, it wasn't the dealer's fault. <laughs> right? Kind yeah. of got to get to that point as well. Um, also wanted to play this. Uh, was asked about the trade request. And uh, yeah, was asked about the trade request. There was a report that came out that you <clears throat> had requested a trade. Uh, was there like a, a final straw that came from that? Were you just ready for a move? What What was the reason there? It's, uh, I mean, I I wanted to stay there. And I did not get offer. And then mm. I feel like you're a UFA. But that but that that time yeah, but everybody else did get offer. All mm. over the UFA. So that that by that time it was just uh, I think it was time time to move in because we knew there's other teams who are super interesting. So teams were kicking the tires, they were calling your agents. 
did you get to pick where you went or you just kind of you woke up and they're like oh you're going to vancouver uh i woke up yeah pretty much (laughs) huh i mean it's interesting like once again i don't think it's breaking news i think we kind of knew that it was a very similar situation to what happened with tyler Toffoli in the offseason right yeah Yeah, absolutely Toffoli wanted to be a higher priority and he wasn't no and that's one like i I understand what we all love zadorov and all of those things i feel like he was kind of and it it would be tough for for him to take but i feel like he was in an appropriate spot on the priority list yeah, exactly. Like and, he, and, he was where eight to five, six defensemen would be on your list of priorities. And one of the other things that Nikita and John get into in the conversation is the fact that Nikita's never been on a, a long term deal. He the, the longest term he's ever signed was his ELC, a three year contract, and he's looking for something long term here. And we're not gonna know what the dollar and what the term that he really wants is until we get to the offseason and he eventually signs a contract, mm-hmm. right? So as much as yes, I like the player. I like him as a third pair defenseman. He sees himself as much more than that. Okay, so where's the middle ground? Yeah. And if, and if you want term, okay, then where's the middle ground here? So, listen, I was a big fan of the player when he was here. You love the honesty that you get from him. The interview yeah. itself is really good. Go check it out. Dropping the Gloves podcast with John Scott. But I, I just thought that there was a couple things in there that were certainly notable from oh, the totally. former Flames defenseman. Yeah. And... I understand that it's unfortunate that he didn't even get an offer because I wonder what that would have looked like from the Flames, but there's just there's things up in the air. And yeah. that also tells me the Flames were pretty open to trying to, or at least aware, that they needed to explore the trade market with this player. Yes. Which they ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's not the type of guy that I, I would want a long-term thing with. Like, again, liked him, but I also haven't noticed he's been gone a whole lot. If that makes sense. Yeah, there was that wild game where like Pat Maroon and, and Zach Bogosian started running around a little bit. And yeah. I was like, eh, you kind of missed the 6'6 six, six guy out here. But at the same time, what did it amount to? Right. Like, okay, so Pat Maroon and Zach Bogosian has just the gonna time. Take right. a couple of runs at guys, you know, brutal penalty against Nazem Kadri, except the Flames power play was when they scored in that game. But overall, <laughs> As they went into that game, I don't think the Wild were overly scared about putting the Flames on the man advantage. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, wanted to end here as well, just a little bit of a fun one, um, because I mentioned that uh, hasn't signed any long-term deals. So John Scott just casually rolled a grenade into Nikita Zadorov's feet. Your, your, your longest your... contract is three years, your first contract. Isn't that yeah, wild? Yeah, level, yes. <laughs> is there something wrong with you that I don't know about? Are you a cancer <laughs> in the locker room? <laughs> Well, you talk to the, all the guys, ask them. I don't know. I, this is, I hope not. No. Yeah. Ask my no, whole team. I... <laughs> it's a stuttering hey, for man, me. Hey, man, you suck. Yeah. Are you like a really bad dude? I hey. don't know. I, this is, I hope not. No. <laughs> hey, do people hate you? I don't know. I, this is, I hope not. No. I like how he goes, I hope not. No. Yeah. No, like he's convincing us. Hope not. No. <laughs> no. No. No, it couldn't be me. No. 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 Not at all. No. I just think he's an intense dude. I think yes. I think he's liked in the locker room. I just think he's an intense guy. Yeah, intense guy who says what he's thinking, yeah. which we love. And But the other half of that is, like, after he had his outburst, I don't know if you noticed this the same way that I did, but after he said those things to the media and he was in the spotlight and everyone was talking about him versus the team and all that type of stuff, he was the guy who, after every scrap, 
he was going over to the penalty box and he was, you know, dapping up Greer or whoever it was getting in the fight. Yeah. After, you know, someone like Huberto scored a big goal to get off the schneid, Zadorov skates down the bench and comes in and gives him a, a little attaboy or something like that. Like, you could tell that he wanted his teammates to be good and he wanted to play here and he wanted it to succeed here. Yeah. He was just frustrated by the lack of the ability to follow through for the group yeah he wasn't making those comments to be like hey everyone look at me and look how mad i am he was just mad he just he wanted this thing to be better and when it started to be better he kind of just shut up you know like that's he he was just frustrated it wasn't it wasn't anything more than someone put a microphone in his face when he was mad and he said he was mad and the other thing too is you wonder okay what if you what if the request had gone for a blake coleman instead of a nikita zadorov there does the same thing happen maybe yeah Blake's called the team out before. Totally. Yeah. Probably so. Probably will again at some point. If it's a Zeri or a Rizichka, you're not going to hear anything from him. No. Right? It's just one of those things. Spirit of the moment. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to play that for you guys. Thought there was some interesting stuff in there. Once again, John Scott dropping the Mitts podcast. Uh, It's good stuff. And a really nice chat with Nikita. That was back on Monday as well. And figured we'd get to a few things in there. But around the corner, we are going to chat with uh, our friend down in LA, Tinseltown. Dennis Bernstein joins us from the fourth period. Uh, got a little bit of an insider edge to him, so mm-hmm. we'll ask him uh, if there's any rumors. Obviously, the holiday freeze is in effect until December the 28th, so we're not actually going to see any roster movement, but that does mean that uh, we still got a couple of games here. Flames will play the Kings. We'll ask him about the Kings as the team he primarily covers. We'll also ask him about the Ducks and what they've been up to lately. It's all coming up next. Dennis Bernstein joins the show next. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.